This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spread it like this. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 454. I am your host, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. Podcast at Marking Out. Dave and Chris. Dave, uh, the rave underscore MO. Chris at Chris Sweendog. They cannot be here today again so it is another brandon solo show not fireside not like the president not doing fireside chats or anything but i am hosting this beautiful podcast this online listening experience for your pleasure if you'd uh, care to purchase a t-shirt head over to prowrestlingtees.com slash marking out depending on when you listen to this episode you could uh, use the code retail and get 20 percent off if not we would still appreciate you purchasing some merch check us out on youtube youtube.com slash marking out 11 ig instagram as the kids were uh doing it these days i guess <laughs> marking out 11 over there facebook.com slash marking out marking out.com um, yeah, so I'm the only person here today, so I'm just going to try to dart through this and still give my opinions on pro wrestling this past week, as well as, uh, I, no, just pro wrestling for the most part. Uh, if you want to check out our other show, Marking Out presents the Wednesday Night Wars, head over to Marking Out, iTunes, Stitch Radio, Google Play, and, uh, Chris and I have been hosting that, so you can check that out hear our opinions about uh aew dynasty not dynasty geez aew dynamite and nxt which is it's really funny that i'm I'm like i'm just gonna leave that in i could clearly cut that out but and i can cut this out but i'm not gonna do it but check that out it's a uh great new intro new theme song if you will um, but yeah, so this week I went to see the Joker or just Joker. I don't know which one it is. I don't know if you guys have seen it or not, but that is, it was, it was the first time I ever paid to see a DC film. I was very close to going to see Wonder Woman and it just never like worked out. But this was the first DC film that I've seen since Batman and Robin or Batman Forever, whichever came last. Which I, I like those films. I know those get a lot of hate, but I was a fan of them. And I was a fan of this, too. It was really, really, like, psychotic. It was really... Not like not in the sense of, like, killing or anything, but I could definitely see why it's rated R and why parents should not be taking their children to see this film. But as far as... Me, I'm doing awesome as always. Had to get that in there. Uh, and as far as pro wrestling goes, uh, on Tuesday, we start off with NWA Power, episode number two, which I liked a lot more this week than I did last week. I still feel like the, the matches are really short and the promos are like, 
necessary. Like, you need more promos, in-ring segments and stuff. And I still hate the fact that there's no music, but whatever. Um, but right off the bat, you had Ricky Starks defeating Trevor Murdoch. Trevor Murdoch of uh, WWE fame. I was a big fan of Trevor Murdoch back in the day. I was very happy. I'm pretty much... I, I saw he was going to be on one of the future episodes of NWA. And he's probably the main reason why I tuned in to NWA in the first place. So kudos to NWA for having Trevor Murdoch. While I was watching uh, the next match, Cole Cabana... Before before that, Cole Cabana has cut a promo. He needs to find a tag team partner. He found himself a tag team partner. That being Mr. Anderson, it is uh, way too late for me to attempt a uh, Mr. Anderson, Kennedy Kennedy impression. But very random pairing. They defeated uh, Jordan Kingsley and Sal Renaro. No idea who those two people are. But during... Was it during this match or was it during, I don't know, at some point it had me thinking like, I really wish NWA would get the Highlanders to to wrestle for them. I, I don't know if that's goofy or not, but like Robbie and Rory McAllister from WWE, one of them, I think it was uh, Robbie got shown on an Impact Wrestling episode and like, which was such a, a bad move on TNA's part, but whatever. I would like to see the Highlanders in NWA and wrestle for them. Up next, you had Allison K defeating Ashley Vox. Um, I enjoyed this match. It's nice that they had a women's match this this episode. And Ashley Vox, it's really cool because I guess that she's friends with Allison K was what they were saying. So it was nice to see them wrestle. And Allison K after the match said like. Tonight just wasn't your night, but I appreciate you having this match with me. So it was pretty cool. And I hope Ashley Vox is like part of the NWA roster as well because I enjoyed her wrestling. In the main event of the evening, we saw for the NWA World Tag Team, or is it World or Worlds Tag Team Championships? I have no idea. But the wild cards, that's Royce Isaacs and Tom Latimer, Thomas Latimer, they are the champions. They defeated, actually no, it was a uh, no contest between them and Outlaw Inc., that's Eddie Kingston and Homicide. Um, The reason why this match was a no contest was because the Dawsons interfered and attacked both teams and I it, like I really wish we had some sort of video package on the Dawsons because them standing in the ring yelling over each other similar things and just tossing out all four competitors doesn't really give us any sort of sense of who they are but the show closed with a interview between Nick Aldis as well as uh, Camille and I'm not sure i completely forget the commentator's name which uh, I could probably look up um, and yeah it was just a standard promo where it was Aldis kind of getting like pissed off uh, Joe Joe Galley I believe was who the commentator was but it's it was Aldis getting pissed off and ends up walking off 
And I also forgot to mention that earlier in the night, you had Aaron Stevens make his uh, return, I guess, to pro wrestling, make his debut for NWA Power, formerly known as Damian Sandow, Mizdow, etc. in WWE. So that's an also also another reason to for me to tune in to NWA because I was a big fan. I like they had me hooked with Trevor Murdoch, with Damian Sandow, with Mr. Kennedy, Mr. Anderson, Aaron Stevens, whatever you want to call them. Uh, so I'm looking forward to these episodes. I want to see more and more of Trevor Murdoch. I know that he picked up a loss. I don't know if he's going to be continuing to uh, to wrestle on TV. So we shall see. I didn't really like the fact that the end of his match was a just a crucifix pin. But I guess that was the... If it was a... If it was a wrestling finisher during the time of the original run of NWA, then I guess it's uh, an acceptable finisher in 2019 for them. But I don't know. So that's NWA Power. Um, Also, I don't know if we're going to be seeing Eli Drake versus James Storm in the future there. But... Uh, moving to to from that, that's such an awkward segue. AEW Dark sort of uh, mentioned it a little bit on on the uh, Wednesday Night Wars podcast that Chris and I did, but they had three more matches here. You had Kip Sabian, I think it's Sabian on the show. They were saying Sabian. I think it's Sabian. I have no idea, but he defeated Peter Avalon. As well as Sonny Kiss. I thought for sure Sonny Kiss was going to be picking up the victory there. Kip apparently dislocated his finger during the match and got it set at the same time. And then still went on to win the match. I still just completely dislike the whole librarian gimmick. I don't know. I I, I guess it's still, it's spawned from the BTE YouTube series. I hate it. I just don't like it at all. But... Whatever, that's fine. Uh, next match, you had the Hybrid 2 and Helico and Jack Evans teaming up with the Dark Order, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson to take on and defeat Shima and Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky, also known as SCU. And overall, it was a, a good match. Kind of enjoying these AEW Dark matches more than the show itself. Because the main event, you had Kenny Omega versus Joey Janela in a lights-out match. It was, I guess, an unsanctioned match. Doesn't count towards the record books or anything. And again, I thought it should be a pay-per-view match at least. Uh, It sucks that Joey Janela is not being used on AEW TV just yet. It also sucks, which I forgot to mention yesterday on the Wednesday Night War podcast, is that it sucks that MJF is not being used. Like, he turned... Like, it was the first episode. Had this giant baby face turn for whatever reason. And then we haven't seen him again. And he's the best guy on the microphone. In that company. As far as heel heat. So it should be interesting to see where we uh, where we go from there. Uh, next week's AEW Dark has Taz and I believe Dasha Fuentes. I don't remember her current name in uh, AEW, but they're going to be on commentary. 
So that should be really fun and something to look forward to. And right now, I know, again, unconventional, 12 minutes in, going to take a quick little break, and I will be right back here on Marking Out. The Shining Wizards are celebrating eight years of podcasting with a live show on Thursday night, November 21st, at the Elementary Brewing Company in Hackensack, New Jersey. There's going to be special guests, lots of laughs, plenty of great beer, and some other surprises as well. And of course, admission is free. That's Thursday night, November 21st, 7 p.m. start time at the Elementary Brewing Company, 58 Voorhees Road, Hackensack, New Jersey. For more information, go to ShiningWizards.com. And please come out and join us for a celebration of wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 454 of Marking Out. Time to move over to some sports entertainment with Monday Night Nitro. Which kicks off the final episode of the WWE Draft. I will cover all the draft picks afterwards, all the supplemental draft picks, etc., Becky Lynch opens Monday Night Raw, uh, cuts a promo, speaks about Sasha Banks being injured, then Flair comes out, uh, calls their feud uh, a nightmare, which I completely agree because I have to rewatch this over and over and over again, which I hate. So Sasha Banks couldn't compete in this match. They replaced her with Charlotte Flair. They also brawled before this match. Which I was hoping so much for them to just like call the match off. And then Becky Lynch went on to defeat Charlotte Flair. Which it's just like I can't, I can't do, I can't take this anymore. I cannot take seeing Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch this many times. And I don't understand what, why did, did either of them care about brand supremacy here? About getting a draft pick? Especially Becky Lynch. She was already drafted. If, if Becky wins, she gets... The Raw gets a draft pick. If, if a draft pick. If SmackDown... I mean, if Flair wins, SmackDown gets a, a draft pick. But why do either of them care? It doesn't make sense. It should have been... I, I thought on SmackDown, it should have been two people in that first match who just absolutely had no stakes whatsoever... In the draft. For Monday Night Raw, I figured it should have been somebody, two people who like wanted to prove themselves, who needed to, to be drafted. But no, that didn't happen. It was the hottest female signee to Monday Night Raw versus uh, obviously going to be one of those top draft picks. Because if you saw the, the WWE's pool list of draft picks, it was in full order. Up until somebody pointed it out, then they re-alphabetized it and moved picks from one show to another by mistake. And then re-put the list out. But they kept the, the draft picks, the, the next three draft picks the same, but we'll we'll get to that. Uh, so yeah, Becky Lynch defeats Charlotte Flair, whatever. The next match, you had Andrade defeating Ali. Zelina Vega got involved a bunch. Uh, I think the crowd popped big time when... When she got up on the apron and Ali ended up diving outside of the ring onto Almas over Zelina Vega, which I thought was really cool. The only thing that I wish out of this, not this match specifically, 
the WWE draft, though, was for Andrade to be on SmackDown with the WWE Championship. Because I think for sure he's a future WWE Champion, and if he's not, he 100% should be. But he gets moved to Raw because Zelina Vega is married to Aleister Black. Aleister Black got moved to Raw. So they're, they're keeping couples together. Up next for the WWE Raw Tag Team Championships, Viking Raiders teamed up and uh, took on the champions, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, and became the Raw Tag Team Champions. Uh, Viking Raiders had a pretty good championship year so far, as far as they won the NXT Tag Team Championships in January, gave them up in May, and then kind of did nothing for five months on the main roster and then won the Raw Tag Team Championship. So hopefully this is like a very long reign as champions for the Viking Raiders. Afterwards, backstage, they cut a promo and I marked out when they uh, mentioned them winning the IWGP as well as the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. The only team to ever win all four titles together not together, but in general. So that's a cool little tidbit that they tossed out there. Up next, spoke about him earlier. Alistair Black defeats Eric Young in a throwaway match. Just a uh, match to, to get Alistair Black over, even though I don't think he needs a match like this. And it's kind of just a it's it's a shame, like that Eric Young. Since NXT Sanity, they really haven't done anything with Eric Young. And I think he deserves a little bit more than what they're giving him. Uh, backstage, you had the Street Profits cutting a promo about being drafted to Monday Night Raw. And the OC came to congratulate them. And they are like, well, I don't understand why USA Network would draft you when they have us. And then they ended up attacking Street Profits from behind, or not really from behind, but unexpectedly, I guess you would say. So I'm hoping for Street Profits versus Gallows and Anderson next week on Monday Night Raw, because I think that'd be a really good match. And I'm really looking forward to seeing the Street Profits make their wrestling, their in-ring debut for Raw. Uh, next, Ricochet defeated Shelton Benjamin, which is always fantastic to see Shelton Benjamin wrestling in general. Um, I just, I hope that there's a big push for Shelton Benjamin in the future. I know he's kind of like a Paul Heyman guy. So with Paul Heyman running Monday Night Raw, I really hope we're going to see more and more of Shelton Benjamin because I think he could put on tremendous matches with guys like uh, Seth Rollins, Buddy Murphy, even Andrade, Cedric. We saw this was a good match as well. Up next was a contract signing for WWE Crown Jewel. <sighs> Braun Strowman breaks the table in half to like sort of brag to Tyson Fury of his strength. And Tyson Fury mocks his strength by struggling to break a pen in half, which I I like that. I like Tyson Fury mocking Braun Strowman's strength, and I like the whole setup here. 
but I don't care about the match. And I think I would like everything more if I cared about Tyson Fury and this match. To me, I still, I yes, you could tell me he's like the boxer in the world right now, but I just, I don't, I have no stake in Fury. So, but next match up, you saw Buddy Murphy taking on and defeating Cedric Alexander, and I was very pleasantly surprised that Buddy Murphy won this. Um, and with again with Paul Heyman in charge, hopefully we're going to be seeing a bunch of these talents taking to new heights, which is not a pun given the fact that they were former Two Hundred Five Live members. But uh, yeah, it was a good match. Main event saw the Kabuki Warriors take on and defeat Natalia and a partner of her choosing, which she announced beforehand. The only person that I thought would have fit here would have been a surprise return of Ronda Rousey. But instead, Natalia's like, oh, somebody that's that's grown to know me inside and out or whatever she said and then goes on to announce Lacey Evans a woman that she's been feuding with for weeks now the woman that she power bombed off the stage I think through a table last week I really didn't like that as soon as she announced Lacey Evans I'm like how many people turned off their television right now I just thought that was absolutely ridiculous that that's who the partner was. And uh, as far as the match goes, it was fine. Uh, Kabuki Warriors, I'm really enjoying the the heel side of them. They have different face paint. Uh, well, Asuka has different face paint. Kyrie Sane now has face paint. So it's pretty cool. And I'm definitely looking forward to more Kabuki Warrior matches. And hopefully... Like, Natty and and Lacey Evans are not a tag team. Hopefully that does not... Well, obviously it's not going to stay because Lacey Evans is not on Raw anymore. So I'm just hoping we get, like, actual tag team title contenders against Kabuki Warriors now. And just when you think Raw is going to be over, we were teased of a Firefly Funhouse the whole night long. Three minutes left of the program. Seth Rollins ends up finding the set of the Firefly Funhouse attacking Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt's scared-ish, questioning, begging Seth Rollins to stop. And uh, Seth Rollins didn't. And he ended up burning it down, lighting the whole set on fire. So, And everybody was booing Seth Rollins here. People hated. That was a big-time heel heat there. Even though he's the big-time babyface. Uh, it kind of seems like maybe they're going to be flipping, doing a double uh, double turn. But we'll see. That was Monday Night Raw. SmackDown just aired. The opening contest saw Roman Reigns taking on Shinsuke Nakamura for the Intercontinental Championship. Roman Reigns won via disqualification because King Corbin came out and clocked him with the scepter. Sami Zayn got involved a few times here to distract Roman Reigns. Daniel Bryan, after King Corbin clocks him on the head, uh, Daniel Bryan runs out to make the save. And uh, Daniel Bryan went to 
dive out of the ring, I guess, onto Shinsuke Nakamura. Sami Zayn held his leg, his ankle, and uh, this, I for me, it took a little bit too much time to get done, but Nakamura ends up hitting uh, Daniel Bryan with the Kinshasa, and that then gets turned into the main event tag team match, which I don't know how I feel about something like that, because we just kind of got over that like little... No wrestling during the commercial break era, which had a bunch of those matches. I feel like if you're starting fresh on a new network and you have a new roster, don't go back into the old ways of that. Don't don't start the match. Don't start the night off with a singles match and have that singles match turn into a tag team match later on. I just I'm not a, not a big fan of that. But the next match we had were uh, actually uh, backstage segment New Day and Heavy Machinery hyping up their match later on on SmackDown. Um, Otis ate pancake batter, which is not something you should do. I don't know if you get sick from something like that, but there's it's not a sweet thing, so. That I thought was gross. And also there's like there's no mention of Kofi Kingston losing the championship again. And I feel like that that should have been done, but he was uh crumbling up pancakes when he was in like kind of like letting his anger out through crumbling pancakes when he was talking about the power of positivity positivity. So I'm wondering if it's just gonna be like bottling up inside of Kofi Kingston that he lost in such a short match to Brock Lesnar. And what I hope doesn't happen, I hope Kofi Kingston doesn't turn heel. And if he does, I hope it's not the end of New Day. I don't want New Day to split up. So I don't know if we could see like this bottle up inside of Kofi Kingston and then like the last week he just snaps and just goes after another champion or some sort of superstar and I don't know if they're all going to turn heel or whatnot but that's where it seems like it might be uh leading to I don't know that if, if you turn I feel like you can't turn New Day heel because you just turned Bailey heel and they were like those were like the two biggest like most fan positive uh groups and and wrestlers so it should be interesting to see where that inner anger of Kofi Kingston leads to but up next the match we saw Shorty Gable taking on and defeating Curtis Axel of the B team Bo Dallas got involved but it obviously didn't affect the match uh, Chad Gable, Shorty Gable was interviewed after the match about his nickname and he's like, just don't let it get to you. Be, be you and show them what you can do and everything's fine. I don't care if I'm Shorty G and in fact, you can shorten it and call me Shorty, Shorty G. So when he was saying it was, I don't care if I'm Shorty Gable. Let's shorten it to Shorty G. But it should be interesting. I know a lot of people are complaining about the name change. 
but as long as he's there killing it and making the most of every single second of his TV time, I think the fans will, will get behind him. Because the fans have been behind him throughout the whole King of the Ring tournament. They've been behind him even prior to that when he when he's actually given a chance to show his talents in the ring. So I'm hoping this is the start of a big push. And after this, it was announced officially earlier in the day, I guess, or whatever. It was officially announced that Seth Rollins is out as team captain for Team Hogan for Crown Jewel. And Hogan was interviewed live via Skype. And he adds Ali to his team and adds uh, Shorty G, as you will, to the team. And put over both of them big time. So I think that's huge for that. And uh, it's it's a goofy match, but still I would like to see Chad Gable pick up the victory for that team. Up next was an eight-man tag team match. Heavy Machinery teaming with New Day, uh, Xavier Woods, and Big E to defeat The Revival as well as Bobby Roode, Robert Roode, and Dolph Ziggler. Standard four-man match. They have a giant, the largest tag team turmoil match at at, uh, Crown Jewel for a WWE World Cup for tag teams. So that should be an interesting thing. Up next was a Miz TV segment with Bailey and Sasha Banks, which I really, when Miz started talking lip to Bailey, Bailey should have just gotten up and knocked Miz out. But she ends it with the classic "Life sucks and then you die." Vince McMahon quote, which I pop big time for. Um, I don't think anything's going to compare to the time when Vince McMahon said it, but uh, pop big time nonetheless. And then it led to Nikki Cross coming out, cutting a promo, Dana Brooke coming out, cutting a promo, which leads to a six-pack challenge. I'm not sure why the other four didn't cut promos, but Nikki Cross ends up picking up the victory, defeating Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Carmella, Dana Brooke, and Lacey Evans. She will now have a title shot against Bailey. I wish Carmella won. I wish we I wish we would get like a match out of this that we haven't really seen in recent history. I know we saw a tag team match with Carmella facing Bailey, but we have not seen Baymella wrestle each other in a singles match in I think a very long time. So I think that would have been better. I don't know why I mean I, I, I thought Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, even though they were drafted separately, were going to be a team still, given the fact that they announced on WWE Backstage that they were traded back from Raw to SmackDown and built up as like a really big trade. So I don't know... I guess they're not going to be a tag team, or I have no idea. But up next, you had Braun Strowman defeating Drew Gulak, fresh off of a uh, former Cruiserweight Championship run. This was just a joke of a match, the fact that it was going to be Strowman versus Gulak, but 
Gulak beforehand had a PowerPoint presentation, which I popped for because we have not seen that in a, a long time. Strowman, obviously, like, he attacks him before before Gulak finishes and wins the match. I would have popped big time to have Gulak go over here. Obviously, it doesn't, uh, it's not in the cards for the Crown Jewel event coming up. But, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm over Strowman at this point. And Chad Gable, not Chad Gable, uh, Drew Gulak is a fantastic talent. Uh, main event saw that Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns teaming up, defeating King Corman, Shinsuke Nakamura. And Roman Reigns was announced as the, the, the captain of Team Hogan for Crown Jewel, so... Uh, some big changes in WWE. Uh, we have the draft itself, which they announced additional superstars on WWE's The Bump. Uh, that being, to, which doesn't make sense because they're all free agents. I don't, we like they should have made a bigger deal about free agents signing. But you had No Way Jose, Mojo, Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins, Sarah Logan, and the Iconics making their way to Monday Night Raw. For SmackDown, you have Dana Brooke, Drake Maverick, which to me makes absolutely no sense. Cesaro, Luke Harper, which splits up Luke Harper and and Eric Rowan, which again makes no sense to me. uh, Unless this is just like goodbye Luke Harper. As well as Fire and Desire. Uh, Night 2, this was super confusing because it's like as if the draft reset, they were calling them like round one picks. I thought it was going to be like we had uh, four rounds on on SmackDown on Friday. I thought this was going to go be like the fifth round. Is that not how sports usually work? I'm not, I'm not too sure about that. I, I would assume that's how it works. But round one, you had Seth Rollins. Going to Monday Night Raw for SmackDown, Brock Lesnar and Charlotte Flair going to Raw. Those three picks remain the same on the list that was uh, put up on WWE.com as like the pools. But SmackDown gets New Day. That was different as well as everything else. Uh, Monday Night Raw picked Andrade with Zelina Vega. Round two, you saw the Kabuki Warriors going to Monday Night Raw. Uh, Daniel Bryan going to SmackDown, Rusev to Raw, Bailey on SmackDown, Aleister Black on Raw. Something I didn't like was Bailey. All the champions that were like the brand's champions. Uh, Becky Lynch got drafted to Monday Night Raw. What a what a shocker! Bailey, the SmackDown champion, gets drafted to SmackDown. What a shocker! Uh, Raw going round three. Cedric Alexander. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura to SmackDown, Umberto Carrillo to Monday Night Raw, Ali SmackDown, Eric Rowan on Raw. Round four, Monday Night Raw, you get Buddy Murphy. SmackDown, you get Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Monday Night Raw gets Jinder Mahal after that, which does not make sense to me. Why? Like, why are you... Like, I I don't understand. If somebody's injured... They had uh, Drew McIntyre get drafted as well on SmackDown. But if somebody's injured, why draft them if the current product doesn't focus on them? Like, why not just let them stay off of TV and be a free agent? I don't understand that. 
And uh, SmackDown gets Carmella. The most disappointing thing for me out of this whole uh, draft is that Monday Night Raw gets R-Truth. How stupid can you be to split up Carmella and R-Truth? I thought that was so stupid. And even more so, they were... They showed the the USA Network executives in the office cheering that they got R-Truth and the 24-7 Championship as well as the Kabuki Warriors and the Women's Tag Team Championships. But that was stupid because those titles are not brand specific. Like the wrestlers themselves are brand specific, but those titles are... you Anyone from anywhere could win them. So I think that's dumb that they cheered. But round five, you had Samoa Joe going to Monday Night Raw. Miz going to SmackDown. Akira Tozawa going to Raw. King Corbin on SmackDown. Shelton Benjamin on Monday Night Raw. Round six, you you have Rey Mysterio going to Monday Night Raw. So that's Andrade, Rey Mysterio, and Sin Cara on the same brand again. I'm wondering if we will maybe sometime in the future see some sort of Faction led by Cain Velasquez, maybe, or led by Rey Mysterio. It should be interesting. SmackDown, you get Shorty G. Monday Night Raw selects Titus O'Neil, which again, I don't like. We have not seen Titus O'Neil in in on TV in how long? I don't know. And then uh, the last two picks, you have SmackDown getting Elias, which. I guess you have to draft him even though he's out injured and not relevant because he was the greatest acquisition in SmackDown history the last time. In what, the Superstar Shake-Up, whatever it was. And the number 30 pick, you have Raw getting Liv Morgan. And they had her yo-yo-yo-yo-yo music, so I pop for that. Hopefully we see the return of that song. And uh, I'm looking forward to big things for Liv Morgan, hopefully... Uh, come Monday, we'll see her on TV. So, other big news in WWE right now is the fact that they fired Eric Bischoff. After only a few weeks, I think. It's been like, I think maybe five months or so that Eric Bischoff has been like back with WWE. And they replaced him with um, Bruce Pritchard. So that's like super interesting. I don't know what happened there. I don't know who Eric Bischoff pissed off. But uh, people like Bruce Pritchard, we'll see where it goes from here. If the, the show gets better. I don't think it was reflected on tonight's show of SmackDown. But that's the first one. It's fine. Also, I forgot to mention, AOP uh, signed with Monday Night Raw. But yeah, so that's the draft results. That's, the, I guess, the big news in WWE. Uh, I don't know if I left anything out, but I'm going to ask myself if I have any shout-outs. Hey, you guys. I'm listening to Brandon Shoutouts. Oh, well, gee, Eric, I don't think that's a great thing to do. Hey, respect my authority. Ballers on HBO is getting the first shout-out. I gave it a shout-out after it had its first episode back in 2015. And now, unfortunately, 
Uh, it's over, and I'm giving it a shout-out after its series finale. Uh, the show is kind of similar to Entourage, but it focused a lot more on sports. It starred The Rock. And uh, with the way it ended, I really, I do hope that it somehow changes actual sports all around because it heavily focused on issues that are, I think, kind of issues that are related to football, which in the show it was football, but it kind of also affects pro wrestling in some sorts. I don't want to spoil anything, but it would be interesting to see something come from that. Probably will never see anything come from that, but Ballers, check it out on HBO if you have HBO Go or HBO Now, I think is their streaming service. Check it out. Uh, speaking of streaming services, the next shout-out goes to Disney+. Plus. They just announced a bunch of the programs that will be on launch day next month, in under a month, uh, November 12th, I, be- I believe. And uh, it's cool. They, they had shows like uh, Gargoyles and the Marvel, like X-Men, the animated series and stuff like that. They have a bunch of the Disney Channel original movies. And... Uh, I guess basically if you could maybe think of a Disney film project or anything, it'll most likely be there. And plus they have National Geographics and uh, I forget what else. They have National Geographics, Disney, Pixar, Star Wars, Simpsons is going to be on it. All 30 million seasons of that. So it should be cool. Uh, and the last shout-out, unfortunately, is not a shout-out. It's an anti-shout-out for the first time in a bunch of weeks. Going to WWE 2K20. And I know, like, I obviously have not played it yet as it comes out this Tuesday. But with all the footage that came out since last week's episode, it seems like a huge step back. Like, the hair physics were all off. After, like, almost being near perfect in in the last year's game. Big, big thing came out with Bianca Belair's ponytail. She's swinging it. Last year's looked perfect. This year it looks like a snake or something. It's absolutely absurd. And the graphics look like they're from a game in, like, 2000. I don't know if, if 2K is going to blame, like, the split from Ukes or whatnot. I have no idea what happened there. The roster, I believe I said last week, is lackluster. Um, ah, it's it's a shame. It just seems like a throwaway game. And you're celebrating the 20th anniversary of SmackDown. It should, I feel like, be a bigger game than what it is. So I'm hoping uh, 2K21 will be much better. Um, and maybe listen to the fans. I know the fans there have been like clamoring for GM mode. I personally don't like that mode. Don't care for it. Wouldn't play it. Sucked when it was in the other games. I, I sucked at it, I should say. But if fans, so many fans are like been requesting that for years on end, maybe it's time to put it in the game. And it's like, you say you listen to your fans and stuff, but I just, I don't think that's a thing. I don't think you do. And the controls, you change that for no reason. Why change something if it's not broken? 
I, I think it's, I might have a difficult time getting used to the buttons, but we shall see. Maybe next week I'll have more more of a review for you. But those are my shout-outs. Now it's time for my... Mark Out Moment of the Week! Well, folks, this is where it gets a little goofy. Because it got an anti-shout-out, but 2K20 is definitely part of my mark-out moment of the week because of the footage that has come out, we have seen Elias. It's so weird because for, like, so many steps forward that they're doing, it's, like, way more steps backwards. Like, even before, I'll just say, they have Elias performing as his entrance, like, ladies and gentlemen, Elias. And then he performs a song. That's super awesome. That's very cool. Pop big time for that. But, like, the other stuff that, it just, it makes no sense. Like, you touted that the Bump in the Night gimmick is gonna be a day one DLC release. The originals. But... Then you say this week, we find out that it's actually getting released the week after. So that's just, that's stupid, whatever. But as for Markout Moment of the Week, the Elias thing is awesome. They have Kyrie Sane's Pirate Treasure uh, Championship entrance, which is really cool. And on the topic of the, the Originals packs, they showed off, uh, they, they announced all three other packs outside of the Bump in the Night. One's some uh, Wasteland one that looks like uh, the arena is like a deserted baseball stadium. Um, one is Southpaw Regional Wrestling, which is a part of the markout moment of the week. Uh, the other one is, uh, I forget what it was, but it looks like a futuristic something, something really weird. It looked like a, uh, a, a, a one of the boards from Rocket League. But with the Southpaw Regional Wrestling, it's not what I'd expect for that. Because when I think of Southpaw, I think of like super like low quality. Like as in you'd have like a ring in a warehouse with no uh, no ring apron or anything. Or... or just really like low end sort of arena. But here it was literally has to be based off of WCW spring break because the ring is inside of a pool, which I pop big time for. And I, I, I will be so disappointed if that changes from this picture to what the actual final product will be. And maybe we'll get to like actually go into the pool and do stuff. I don't know. I don't, really don't think that's going to be a thing. But maybe it could be. Maybe it will be. Maybe it won't be. Who knows. But uh, the only thing I could say right now is that was my mark I'm over the week. And this was episode 454. Again, I can only pray that next week will be all three of us. Or at least two of us. And hopefully you enjoyed this. Me. By myself. Hosting an online listening experience for you. Check it out. ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. Uh, YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11. Instagram.com slash MarkingOut11. 
Facebook.com slash Marking Out. YouTube.com, I already said that. But, you know, check out Cooking with Brandon. Bunch of them videos. Uh, at Marking Out, at Chris Sweendog, at BTTG161, at Dave the Rave underscore MO. Listen to past episodes such as The Wednesday Night Wars on MarkingOut.com. And uh, I guess collectively follow us at Marking Out. Don't know if I said that already. But, uh, yeah, hopefully you enjoyed this show. And right now, we wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a fan.